Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. We're about to get started on the latest Egg Chasers Rugby podcast. Again, one day late because of JB's jet-setting antics. But apparently, Jay, on your travels uh, in France and Paris over the weekend, you were told that this little preamble bit before we actually get into the podcast is apparently not funny enough. No, it's not funny enough for Joe Wikes, so we've got to be funnier. How do we be funnier? What could we do? We've got to go up several notches. Do you know anyone know any jokes? Uh, Maybe no. we could can we enlist the help of Captain Bantos, James Haskell, just for these introduction bits. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah, get me on the phone for, for two minutes. Game to write it. There we go. Well, we need we need some help anyway. I apologise for this again. Boring, dull intro. Uh, but here we go with the podcast. Hands in. Pod on three. One, two, three. Pod. Once again, you're here in this podcast 24 hours after we would normally like to get it out, uh, but that's because of a delayed flight, Jay. Yeah, I was stuck in France last night. Um, too many bags on the airplane, and we had to put some in the hold, and apparently it messes up the weight or something, so... Well, uh, a good point was made on Twitter saying, come on, boys, this isn't like... A, a, good, a good rugby squad would have a... Like the New Zealanders, look at them, you know. Conrad Smith is injured, so, you know, if someone like Fekatoa or... Yeah, or Ryan Crotty. Or Ryan Crotty will step straight in. If you're comparing me to Conrad Smith, I'm delighted. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first and only time I'll ever be compared to Conrad Smith, favourably. But we don't, we don't, we have no squad depth whatsoever. It's just the three of us, but... um there you go. If you, if you think you could be a ringer for us, then get in touch on Twitter at Rugby Podcast is where you can find us there. That's where we'll be uh, having a little natter and chewing over the cud in between podcasts. But you're here in the podcast right now with me, Tim, with him, JB. Hello, Tim. And with Phil. Hi, Tim. Right. Now, uh, we've got lots to talk about, but there's, there's only one place and only one way that I want to start. And that is with JB giving a heartfelt apology to the nation of Scotland, not even just the rugby squad and rugby fans of Scotland, the whole nation, because what did you say last week? It would be ugly. I said... Argentina, it would win and it would be ugly. They were going to rinse Scotland is effectively what you said. So what do you want to say, Jay? I'm sorry. I'm just sorry. I didn't mean it. I did mean it. I did mean it. I just never knew that they could play rugby. I've, I've made the same mistake twice this season, which is ignoring Scottish rugby at my peril. Glasgow beat Bath, and now Argentina were laid low by Scotland. Five <laughs> tries. Yeah, I'm still I still can't believe they did it. But, uh, it won't last. It can't last. Can but, it? Is it a new approach by Vern Cotter? What did you see from that? Did you think it was Argentina just being really bad, or Scotland actually 
wow, they've arrived. They've got a different mentality But they're the same players. Where do they all come from? No, they've got, they have they've got, got quite, quite a few new players. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I saw they're... Richie Gray play for sale. That's not the same guy. <laughs> no, he's playing well. Um, they, they have got some new blood. They've got Bennett and they, like, they brought Seymour in. And Blair Cowan's bedded in now. He's having another great he's season. He's a good player. They've yeah. done well to get him. Finn Russell as well, playing well at 10. They don't, they've just got good players all around. They're not trying to put Sean Lamont in every single position in the back line and, and you <laughs> use him for everything. <laughs> yeah. And maybe it's a maybe it's a case for the the battle hardened nature of the players now that they're playing in a in a competition that's giving them good matches week in week out mm. in the Pro Twelve. Okay, next time Glasgow are on TV and it's easily but easily watchable and it doesn't inconvenience me too much, I'm going to watch Glasgow and just see what I think. For the record, I think I will like to point out. Scottish rugby fans I was the only person that backed Scotland to beat Argentina it Phil also said yeah. well, I did not flip a coin <laughs> I did not flip a coin yeah I, I did expect Argentina to be a lot better than that but it was so a... where would Scotland come in the rugby championship then uh... do, you think, do you think they'd do better than Argentina <laughs> it'd probably still come fourth yeah but it's the manner of the victory as well. Yeah. Scotland scored some really good tries. Which is exactly Tri- that's the, they've been they haven't been able to score for a few years. Yeah, they, their back three all scored. Argenti- Both the Grey brothers as well. Yeah, the reporting regarding the two Grey brothers has been some of the dullest reporting. It used to <laughs> is, is it, that a pun? Yeah, no, it's not a pun, but it could be a pun, <laughs> right? Now at the start of the week, it was they're starting in the first in their first ever game together. I was like, well, this can't be true. They must have played rugby together at some point. Then as the week went on, it's their first ever professional game, and then it was their first ever professional competitive game, and then by the end of the week, it was finally their first international. <laughs> so, so not really quite the story we were hoping for it down it? somewhat <laughs> well again I suppose we've probably all got an apology to make as well to another nation not quite in the same way because Jay again it was the manner of Jay's outlandish <laughs> claim that Argentina would hammer Scotland in Argentina well no Scotland beat them out there as well yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the, the result of the weekend yeah. as good as Scotland's were was, was that victory in Dublin Sensational, especially when you consider the number of injuries that Ireland have got. Yeah, did you read the team that is it? Rory, did he send us it, it? Yeah, there was some discussion on Twitter about the team that Ireland could field with all the injured players. With all the injured yeah. players, Just yeah, an, an injury team, and it's it's pretty pretty impressive. They've got a very impressive in like fifteen that you could field of of injured players. Albeit the team that Rory did send through had Keen Healy at ten. Well, yeah, and uh, I, think, I think Dave Carney was at nine, was he? I have a question about Ireland. What would you rather have? Who do you think is more important in the peak of their career, Brian O'Driscoll or Jonathan Sexton? Who is more important to Ireland? Jonathan Sexton is playing so well at the moment. He's absolutely superb. J10 dished it out of the weekend, didn't he? Yeah, he just just controlling the game and he's kicking as well. It's J10, super. has he got a brand or something? Yeah. It's a, wow the audacity when Johnny only retired last year and he wants to be J10 <laughs> uh, he, he was he was superb wouldn't and sexy 10 be better there is no there is no more important a position more influential a position in a team at particularly when it comes to World Cups and uh, tight matches than a 10 so I'd even as good as Brian O'Driscoll was I'd still say at the peak of his powers Brian O'Driscoll was better than Jonathan Sexton oh, no, no. at the peak of but his who's powers, more but who's more important Jonathan Sexton? Jonathan Sexton, not yeah. all the way. I'd, I'd go with that. All this morning for Brian O'Driscoll, who as great as he is. Um, you know. Well, we've got JP in there now anyway. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> JP. JP. <laughs> Brian who? <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
He looked good as well. They yeah. all look good. And they... Rob, Robbie Henshaw playing only his second game or something like that of, mm. uh, uh, inside centre. Am I jumping the gun saying that either Vern Cotter or J- Schmidt. Schmidt, Schmidt will be coach of the Lions if this carries on? Has, has Gad not, Gatlin not already been signed up for it? I think Gats has is he? already done, yeah. No, he's yeah. already signed, signed up, like, sealed and three delivered. Years, three years yeah. in advance. I think yeah. they did it like, immediately after the, the victory. Oh, no. Yeah, they just got it. But what if he decides to go and coach the All Blacks or, some, or something? Well, it'll be an interesting, interesting conflict of interest, coaching <laughs> both teams <laughs> in the Lions. <laughs> Guys, I can't, I, can't, oh, I can't do it. I can see him going back to New Zealand. Maybe. A bad World Cup? Mm. Uh, yeah. Well, will, not... they, will they have a bad World Cup? Uh, let's just uh, focus on um, Ireland firstly. If you played that game ten times, Ireland would win it one or two times. That really? Def- that defensive performance was just incredible. Oh, I don't know. I think it's a bit, little bit more than a fluke. Uh, I mean, it's more than a fluke, but if you look at the stats... They oh, were... Phil oh, loves his stats. Oh, Here oh, they come. Oh, stats, oh, oh, excuse me. Uh, no, they were, they were heavily in South Africa's favour. They had more possession, more territory, more clean breaks, more offloads... Uh, more defenders beaten, more meters made. It, just everything they were on top. Bes- bes- Fact. <laughs> Facts. Facts. Facts, sir. <laughs> Plural. Uh, besides the scoreline. Now, Kutsi, I want to mention one moment because this this ties in with a, a general theme about television match officials. That was it. Was I think, I think four minutes into the game, and the big blindside for South Africa. Kutsi got the ball off the back tail of a lineout. Charged out, I think it was Paul O'Connell. Oh, is this a celebration? Gave him the big fend with his left arm. Then I think Roman Poit just said, I want to check on it. The, the crowd gave a massive boo when they saw this replay. And it was a big fend. He put his he put his forearm into basically into the throat of Good. Paul O'Connell. And actually Roman Poit, to be fair, Gate said, No, nah, nothing wrong with that, play on. But the crowd were baying for blood. And it's kind of what Steve Hansen was talking about, where the he, he's claiming the home crowd can have a big impact on matches and there's too much emphasis on the TMO. Did anyone notice the celebration by Duplessis after they scored? No. See if you can find the audio, it's awesome. Uh, The audio? Yeah, there's audio. And you can hear him going, yes! Yeah, he kind of stands there, bolt upright, looking into space and shouts, yes! And then he he reloads and shouts yes again and slowly (laughs) walks away whilst doing what looks like a kind of a, a double arm curl. Yes! <laughs> yes! It's very odd, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> so we so got a Rocky Four <laughs> in the shed. Uh, well, Curtsy's fend was fine. Ireland's defence was, was immense, but it, it sort of links in with Steve Hansen complaining about the use of the TMO, and we've talked about that lots and lots of times. Uh, but another bit that kind of, I, I, I'm going to say I was disappointed with over the weekend was the Millennium Stadium crowd during kicks. I've only seen the highlights, so you have to tell me about it. Well, when Foley was lining up a kick at sticks, the crowd was booing and hissing, and it's just, it's all too football for me. It's, it's, oh, it's not It is it's South not Wales, rugby. mate. It's South Wales. <laughs> but even, st- even so. It is my favourite place to watch rugby, to be fair. That stadium is it's absolutely pretty good. brilliant. It's a cauldron. But you've got to remember, you've got an economy based entirely around drinking during match days. I mean, it's not surprising <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> but we went to Leicester Tigers uh, for that European match against Ulster, Phil, and that was the one thing that, well, not the one thing, one of many things that yeah. really impressed us about that is not only what were the crowd impeccably behaved during kicks for whichever side was kicking, but if anyone did pipe up, then the rest of the crowd quickly got them in line and shushed them. Yeah, and and watching the Island South Africa game, going back to that, it was impeccable there as well. Absolute 
deadly silence. Oh, come on, Wales. You've got an amazing stadium, brilliant atmosphere, but sort yourselves out, pull your socks up a bit if you go into Cardiff for the for the game at the weekend. Well, there's a lot of criticism this week in some of the press about Wales continually pay, playing four tests, which kind of, kind of goes into what we talk, spoke about last week, where you want more tests, Tim, and I want less. And this week, they, I mean, they couldn't even fill the stadium. There's 20,000 empty seats. Was there? That, mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, oh, yeah, not I only that. I didn't realise it was that. Like Rumours of the WRU giving away tickets. God. I, I, I didn't realise it was like that. Because mm-hmm. I, I presume England, Twickenham and Ireland will, will all be sold out. I, I know uh, Murrayfield wasn't sold out. No, it was in Murrayfield, like 40,000 or something. I, I don't they, know, probably something they similar, thought, yeah. They all thought what I thought, that there was no chance. But Wales against Australia, maybe people have just... They're just sick to the back teeth of getting beat by Australia. Uh, maybe. Well, that and also the fact that if you go to an autumn international, it has nowhere near the atmosphere of the Six Nations. Yeah. And you don't. Have, and also, where are the Australian fans going to come from? Don't say Australia. Because uh, <laughs> when they play England, all they only do is nip across the border from Gloucester or somewhere. <laughs> from, from London. Yeah. Uh, plenty of Australians in London. Yeah, Shepherd's Bush. But Wales, how did you feel, Jay, watching that as a Welshman? They lost again, 10 straight defeats to Australia. Resigned, just resigned to losing. I enjoyed the game. Uh, I've only seen the highlights, and from what I've seen, we looked like we played very well, but we looked like we threw it away. We just looked like, when you scored four tries, you should be winning games when you score four tries. And we're a very good defensive team, but for whatever reason it was, Reese Webb decided to throw the ball into Falau's chest, and then we had two guys tackle each other for the Kieran Droney try. <laughs> yeah. And it's just silly things. I, it doesn't worry me. It doesn't worry me because it's just an autumn international. And yes, we've lost nine times. I respect. I I do genuinely think if we when we play them in the World Cup, it's going to be a different result. In the autumn, doesn't matter. We'll, we'll win it. Mm, so you're saying because it's of no real significance because it's not for there's no silverware on the line. That... Well, try telling that to the boys who are all lying on the field. But in some ways, having that close loss. Of, Again, I worry about Wales. I worry about when they win rather than when they lose. Because when they win, they all go out and get hammered. So, <laughs> it, it, it's a health and safety issue. Gatlin's making sure they don't, <laughs> they don't win so that none, none of them drive the wrong way I, down the, uh, the M4. I feel that if they'd have won, they'd have taken their foot off the gas. But I think this week in training, they're going to be very, very keen for it. If they win their other two, which is going to be unlikely, but if they... Well, actually, no, the next one's very winnable. It's Fiji. But I actually think going to the World Cup, having not beaten them, will give them that extra emphasis. I'm quite looking forward to it. Do you know what? I I quite like Gatland, the selections he makes. There's no place for reputation. Well, there is a little place, but very little place for reputation. James Hawke will tell you that. Yeah, it's all on form and how you're playing and some some bold selections. And, you know, he was justified in a lot of cases. It's a scrum half. Apart from the interception try. Apart from yeah. the interception try. Like, yeah. he, he's electric. He's he, pretty good, isn't he? He's awesome. He's, but he's he's been doing that all season for Ospreys. He's, he's looking really, really good. Similarly, Samson Lee, his scrummaging was superb. Well, Gatlin is the opposite to Lancaster, <laughs> if you ask me. Lancaster is super conservative. I mean, I don't like... think Lancaster is super no. conservative. No, he is. Do you reckon, is, do you reckon yeah. Eastman's a super conservative pick? No, but Barrett is, isn't it? Rob Shaw, your captain. I, I, I like the selection of Barrett, I think it was the best thing he could have done with Burrell and uh, Tuolagi both out, who he would have picked ahead of Barrett. But Barrett's defence was, was excellent. And what, the one thing I'll say about uh, Gatland, time and time again, is his selections, they don't shock so much. But like he picked George, uh, George North when he was 17 or 18 or whatever yeah. the hell it was. He's played, Harry, uh, is it Harry Robinson on one wing? Uh, he gives a lot of kids a, a, a good girl. 
And he's not afraid to drop big players. I tell you, the, the other guy who wasn't afraid to drop big players, and I was thinking, thinking about today, was Clive Woodward. So, you know, I... I wouldn't have picked the team that Lan- the Lancaster picked, and I think Lancaster is the ultra conservative. I, I don't think he is. Oh, I yeah, give think it, he is. Bring, bring, give me some outlandish <coughs> selections. Well, bringing in Rocket Aguni a year out of the World Cup. But he's the best wing, first, best winger in in the Prem. Sticking to his guns mm. on Johnny May. Yeah. When a lot of people saying he's he's not good enough for international rugby. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure these are outlandish selections. No, but like, like, who who would you have picked? and put into the team instead of someone who was selected. The only one I would say is I, I would have liked Will Fraser at seven and Chris Robshaw at six. OK, well... But but I can understand why lots why he wouldn't do that. Let's just talk about the England game a second then. So I think England needed some bigger ball carriers. I wouldn't... I would say uh, someone like a Haskell or a Ewers who can really run the ball, put, put them at six, and then maybe have the Will Fraser as a fetcher. I, I don't, I, personally, I don't, think Will, I don't think James Haskell is a big ball carrier. No, no, he, I, no he's not. He, I, Exactly, and the only big ball carrier that they had towards the end of the game was um, Atwood. I, I do think that's a good point on the ball carriers. I, I think you're unfairly criticising Rob Shaw, but maybe two mistakes. Yeah, Fine. people made mistakes. You could, if you counted all the mistakes from all the players, up, you'd be listing them all day. But I do think too much was asked of Billy Vunapola, and it was just too easy. It's like when he's playing for Saracens. Every, t- every yeah. time it, they play him, they ask too, too much of him. Yeah. Everything go, go, it, goes through him. It becomes too easy and too predictable when he he, he is that the only big ball carrier. Mm. So perhaps having Tom Wood and Rob Shaw, who are both kind of six and a half, it's not as balanced. Uh, so maybe you're right. Big and we do Dave. need a big six, a big mm. ball carrying six. A uh, bit annoyed today, rugby paper said... Here's 15 players who are not playing for their home nations, and they listed Billy Vun, Binny, Billy Vunapolo because obviously he's Welsh. He's he Welsh. speaks with a Welsh accent, <laughs> and they listed him as like uh, what? Well, he's born in New Zealand. I think one was born in Australia. One was born in New Zealand. But they speak with Welsh accents. How much <laughs> more Welsh do you want? <laughs> <laughs> one thing that there's no de- denying uh, that Johnny May finish was absolutely awesome, and he was transferring his club form to international form. But there is no excuse whatsoever for Johnny May's hair. <laughs> he's looking he looked like an owl. You know how like there's some little eagle owls have those little tufts on his head. An eagle owl. Wow. I, I don't quite I don't I don't know how he would have got that unless like you know when I've, you know when someone gives you a little uh, nog, uh, they call, do you, at school do you just call it like a, a, a noogie that you just like rub 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 your your fist on their head. Someone had stolen his dinner money before the match and <laughs> given him a noogie. He's skinny enough. Um <laughs> I was thinking it might be headphones. They are, they're all into their trendy headphones yeah. now, aren't they? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, That's the only thing maybe. I could th- think of. But it was ridiculous. I mean, Gavin Henson used to have like a full-on <laughs> bath and shave his legs two hours before the game. And Johnny May can't even do his hair. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll what, finish. What but, a try. Oh, what a try. my God. That was so good. Best try of the weekend? Uh, there was one for Fiji, Nagusa. Yeah, the full length one. Scored an awesome try. I, I, I still, th- I still think Johnny Mays. Uh, that was good. Johnny Mays. Yeah, because is he is he deep? Israel Dag was just thinking, oh, I've got this. Yeah. I've got this. What? Got He's just, you've just gassed me. He's only got ten yards of space to go into, and he just oh, so good. Yeah, I think that's the best individual try of the day. I thought the um, Cuthbert one was very good with North to Cuthbert. Yeah, yeah. that was good. North is awesome. great. Great pass that. The, the game of two halves cliche is just made for England. What they just got strangled in the second half. Well, I thought Ford played better than Farrell when he came on. Yeah, in the second yeah. half they just could not get out of their own See, half. Here's here's yeah. the thing, right? Here's the thing. 
But Farrell well, had a great first half. He really played game management I brilliantly. Was rusty. Very, very, very rusty. First half, England were by far on top. More possession, more territory, and bombed a couple of chances as well. They scored one great try, but and the New Zealand could have uh, had three. The New Zealand try was not a try. Uh, which one? Fumani. Uh, the, the first one. The first one. I didn't think. I didn't Cruden's. Think... Yeah, because that was debate over that as well. He, he awarded it straight away. Yeah. I think that goes upstairs. It doesn't get awarded. Yeah, I, I think. But Fuima Arnu, that that one, he awarded it, and then Cruden was waiting to take the conversion, and he went, "Hold on a minute, I just want to check." Yeah, because he checked it. He'd seen the replay yeah. on the big screen, and that's what Steve Hansen was talking about because the crowd were going boo. Yeah, and that Nigel Owens had a look and then went uh, up top, and, and there was the other one as well, Sam Whitelock try, which. I don't think the replays were conclusive either. I, th- I don't no. think it was a try. If, but if Nigel Owens had given the try and said, is there a reason why I can't award it, it would have been given. Yeah. I, w- I was actually watching it uh, in Morpeth Rugby Club, stood next to a referee. Um, who, yeah, that was fun. He, he, he's a good lad, actually. <laughs> good, uh, good old boy from up there. Um, and we're, we're talking about that, and he was saying, as soon as it touches the line, you can't no, be offside. Because yeah. I was saying, oh, he's got to be offside, he's got to be offside. But he said, no, as soon as it touches the line... No offside, no offside at all. The ball is live as soon as it's behind the line. There's no offside line for either team. Um, so oh, he can come round and, and dot it down. But they obviously deemed that he... If, knocked it on in, in the process yeah, of doing it. Assuming it was touching the line, he's knocked it on in the process of doing it. Uh, but th- there was there was that which is very clever of Sam Whitelock to under you know in the heat of battle to un- have that understanding of the laws of the game. But and, and also that's one of the ways Scotland diffused Argentina by doing what we talked about a few weeks ago where when it was a line out Argentina set up for a catch and drive. Scotland stood yeah. right off, ran round the back, oh. grabbed the ball. Yeah, it's good. Howard's it? way out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, listen, um, we are going to now, because uh, we talk, talked about the England, well, the international rugby. We might talk a little bit more about that in a bit. Uh, cause there's more talking points there. Mm. But le- here's a little challenge, right? An unselected 15. Fit the 15 best players who are currently being overlooked by their nations. So if they're retired then that's not eligible. If, if they're injured, that's not, not eligible. eligible. They've got to be playing this weekend or available to play. Yeah. If they're available to play and and, and fit, then uh, then let's pick the best 15 we can. Do you want to start from one or 15? One. One. Okay, Although one then. I've got more people in the backs. but Well, this is a bit left field. He's not playing for an international team at the moment. I don't think his international team is playing. Cobblash from Sale. Very he's, solid scrimmage. He's not playing. Did, Moldova. did Moldova not have a team? Nope. Well, if they do, they're, uh, not, they're not playing in Areas Park at the moment. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, Cobos is... Great sc- scrimmager. There are Massively of, improved player. Yeah. There are a couple of props in Bath that I'd quite like to have a look at. Uh, apparently, Cat is an absolute beast. Um, and also, Arteric. Yeah, Arteric may well get his chance on the line. Probably a bit younger at the moment, but... And the other prop I was thinking of, well, ne- next year, Paul James is moving on, of course. Yes. Um, is a foer. Yeah, I almost want to don't pick players that choose to no, go and, Tim, go and play abroad because they're, they're not eligible to play. So it's not like they haven't been selected. It's like no, they're, no, they're willing to play. They're not eligible for selection. No, ju- just just because the um, you know the guys and guys on Mount Pius from your union said we're not going to select you. Like Scotland select players from abroad, South Africa do, but for some reason it's too good. Uh, sorry, it's not going to throw. All them. right, fine. Well, so okay, John Afoa. Because if we don't don't select players from uh, who, who have moved abroad, it kind of ruins my front row options. <laughs> All right, fine. Let's see. John, John Fo, who, who are your front row options? 
Carl Heyman's. Yes. Oh, how did I miss that? <laughs> yeah, he's straight in number three. He's got my yeah, number three Carl shirt. Uh, and Matt Stevens, who can do a job on either side. Matt Stevens, South Africa. Yeah. Oh, but he's not playing, so who cares? Yeah, he's not playing international. Yeah, fine. Prop, prop, and... Heyman's. 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 Done. Yeah. Pretty good. Some uncapped hooker suggestions for New Zealand. The Highlanders hooker. Do you see much of him? Uh, uh, Liam Coltman. I reckon he'll make the World Cup squad. Wow. Really? I am... Um, He's, he's so much like Dane Coles, like real modern day. Hooker. I can't take anyone seriously called Dane. I keep thinking Dane Bowers. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jamie George or David Pace? Jamie George oh. could be up there. David David Pace is capped, isn't he? But he, he's not. Uh, he's not in the, the squad. He was in the training squad, but then uh, yeah. got released. So yeah, Jamie George would be someone. I'd look you, you've at. mentioned uh, Tommy Taylor in the past as well. Mm, he's not fit. Is he not? Ah, no. right. Okay. Ineligible. Okay, so second row. Maro Itoji. I was going to go with Itoji. As Itoji of Saris. He had a great LV Cup match last weekend. I've, I've, not, I've, I've not seen it. Unsurprisingly, I wasn't watching the LV Cup. <laughs> I've gone with Hooper and Dean Mum. Ah, oh, Dean Mum. Dean Mum in... Uh, uh, Michael Patterson of Sale. I wasn't sure if he's in the training squad. Has he been nope. dropped? No, not, no. In, not in the training squad. Patterson and uh, Mum. Done. Patterson and Mum, Let, yeah. Let's do good. it. Uh, back row then. Uh, we... RD Surveyor. Yeah, I love him. Yeah, he's only twenty as well. I know. Is that the younger brother? He's gonna be so good, Savannah, Julian, Savannah. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna be so good. And another, another younger brother, Luke Braid. I think if he was playing for any other nation, maybe except for Australia, he'd be in an international squad. Was he a younger brother? Is it Daniel Braid's brother? Yeah, Dan Braid, yeah. But Dan Braid's oh, Kiwi, right? Yeah. yeah. But his brother's playing for Australia. No, 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 no. If he was in any other, if he was any other nationality other than Australian, he would be in the squad. Hang on. So what? So, is he? so what, what I'm saying is, I can't. Sorry, I, I'm, I'm he's, a, he's a Kiwi, but if uh, and I, but I'm not going to make the statement if he was any other nationality, he'd be in an international squad because the exception to that would be if he was Australian. Ah, right. Sorry, got you. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> uh, so he's Australian. <laughs> Stefan. Stefan's definitely in You're there. Gibson. Gibson. He's not playing as well this season, no. but last season he played all. There, there's someone who I think is. Better than Jamie Gibson. England, number six, who's playing superbly well this season. Who <sighs> should I think he should be in the uh I never think. Who could... definitely in the Saxon squad for the for the Six Nations. No, Callum Clark was in the squad, that's it, another six. Oh uh Dave Wilson. Uh right last name. Oh hang on, David no, hang on. Mark, Mark Wilson. Mark Wilson, Newcastle six, captain in Newcastle this season. He is playing really, really well. Yeah, I from, from Kendall, somewhere like that. Mm. Good ball carrier, good hands, real solid in defence. There's, there's a South African Lapis Lubashang. I can't I don't know how to say his name. <laughs> he's, an, he's, an, he's an awesome prospect. Um, Where's he playing? Up? He was at the Cheetahs and he's just moved to the Bulls. How are you finding these people? Mm. Huh? How, how are you finding these people? Just, just knowledge, Jay. Just knowledge. <laughs> oh, this is my general top, uh, super rugby knowledge. Just dropping knowledge bombs all over. But it's, it's got to be Stefan Armitage, hasn't it? Stefan Armitage... I'm going to say Ardi Surveyor because he's going to be good. Surveyor, yeah. I've got Daniel Braid, but you can pick whoever else you want. Uh, I'd, I'd like to see Mark Wilson in there. Big, big fan of his. Fine. Yeah. Scrum off. Uh, Joe Simpson for me. Joe Simpson for me. I know he's been in and around the squad before. There's got to be better scrum offs from other nations. Yeah, yeah. There, there, there must sure, be. Uh, Joe Simpson. Yeah, there, there literally must be. There, there's, probably, but, there's probably about 10 in New, we, Z- but, New Zealand alone. But we don't know any of them, so that's fine. Um, fly half. What about JJ Hanrahan of Munster? Uh, Andy Goode. <laughs> What are you meant to? <laughs> Paddy, Paddy Jackson of Ulster. Yeah. Matt not, Gitto, not in the squad. he can play a bit. 
Oh, uh, yeah, Matt Gittle's all, all right. right. Uh, isn't he? Owen Williams. I know you're mentioning them back to back like that, but Owen Williams? He's not having a good season, Owen no, Williams. No, he's not playing well. Uh, I know it's in a poor team. Pick, pick one, pick one, pick Freddie one. Come on, pick, one. Talk. Pick, pick the best 10, Jay. Pa- Paddy Phil. Jackson. Paddy Jackson. Yeah, we'll put Gitto at 12, so Paddy Jackson can. 12, obviously, if he wasn't, if he was fit, we would be able to say Sam Burgess. Oh, yes. Robbie Fruin. Uh, another, another yeah. I mean, again, Ooh, if you think about the depth of New Zealand's centres. Yeah, and Robbie heard... Robbie Fruin's probably the next in line that isn't being selected. I've not heard of that heard that name for Place a long for... time. Um, well, you could say uh, Richard Kahui. Yeah, who's another name yeah. you've probably not heard of for a little while. Gavin Hansen. I, I'd like to go for going for the young guns. Uh, Stuart McCloskey. Nice. Another Ulsterman. Big lad. Who we saw, I was a little bit surprised he didn't get called up into the island squad with a shortage of centres because, yeah, he's been playing really, really well. Matt Gitto, 12. Yep. And who, 13? Go with Henson, just to be safe. Henson, yeah. You know what you're going to get? Oh, world, my world class world. <laughs> Fine. Wingers. Uh, what about this one? Carlin Isles. Wow. He's never never, never been selected for not only is the he US not signed, Eagles. Yeah, not only is he not signed by the US Eagles, he's not signed by anyone. So I know. he's yeah. definitely free to play. A mate of mine was saying, well, why doesn't someone just get him? Why doesn't someone just, just have him, put him on the wing and he gets five <laughs> yards of space and he scores? I was like, do you not think that everyone has thought of that? Like, Glasgow <laughs> signed him for a bit and he only played for... He played for Sterling. Sterling or, yeah. Not so, calling I, uh, I don't think for 15s. Oh, I'm going to chuck a load of names at you. Obviously, the Honey Badger. The Badge. Yeah. The, badge yeah. the Badge on one wing. Let's yeah. just put him there. Drew Mitchell? And then Drew Mitchell's another option on the other one. But there's obviously Dylan Armitage. who yeah. can play back three. Um, he's been playing brilliantly recently. A loafer, a loafer. Yeah. Why don't you move James O'Connor to 13, Drew Mitchell, then you can have the badge and, oh, whoever else you want. Rene Ranger. Oh, yeah. Rapenny Thalthal. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> he's not playing for any one of them. Has he turned up yet? Uh, here's, one, here's one for the future, a Welshman. I'm sure Jay will know this one. Jordan Williams Jordan Scarlet. Williams, yeah. He's playing so well. Go on, I don't care. Pick a pack three. Okay, M- Miles the ben- badge, Drew Mitchell. Yeah. Why, Why not? There we go. I guess actually what you've got more than anything there is just a load of names of people that aren't playing. Yes. Pretty yes. much. Which is fine. That's what Which we're is here fine. for. One player who is now playing is there, the Kiwi-born French prop. I don't know how to pronounce the name, so I apologise. Uini Antonio, 24 stone. He made our gargantuan 15 or fatty's 15 or whatever you want to call it by being 145 kg or maybe even more than that. <laughs> maybe like wow. 150 kg. But size isn't everything when it comes to scrummaging, as Japan are proving. They played the New Zealand Maori and absolutely demolished them in the scrum. And you watched Japan recently, didn't you, against Russia, wasn't it? Yeah, we, we watched them last year. We watched them last year. And when we saw the teams come out, because we were like uh, standing by the tunnel, we were like, oh my God, these Japanese guys look tiny compared to the Russian, because the Russians had some really big boys. And they just completely outscrimmaged them. Like not they even, not even close. Them. They, out, they were more organised. Yeah, more paced. All their set pieces better. Just a, an all-round better team. And they well, beat them by forty points to ten or something. Eddie like Jones that. has been talking about their much uh, Japan's much improved scrum, um, and here he is. Three years ago, we played Romania. Whole twenty-six points from Romania came from this scrum. This Romanian's top ten is all scrum. So from that game onwards, we changed the scrum coach and we employed a French scrum coach. Yeah, He's absolutely crazy. 
But he changed the mindset of the players. ただ彼が変えたことはです、ね、選手の、えー、スクラムに対する、えー、心づもり、マインドセットです。By changing the mindset of the players. え、世界のおそらくですねトップ13ぐらいに入るスクラムというのをやっています。それぐらいのレベルだった。It's a big statement, that, isn't it? That's a huge statement. Because that's, that's saying, who, well, who are they worse than? Well, you say. Well, the, the, well, who are the best scrummaging sides in the world? Argentina would be one. Argentina, New Zealand, England, England South, Africa. South Africa, Wales. So, is or they're, Ireland. So, they're saying they're probably better than all but the top four teams in the world. But yet, France aren't even in, France aren't even in that. Yeah. So, And Ireland battered South Africa. Well, they battered them, but, but they were on level pegging at yeah. least. But with the, their second choice front row. But examining some evidence, that's them against Italy, just absolutely dominating. That wow. is impressive. Just. Look at that! I mean, that's like, you haven't seen that since the 1980s. A, a scrum、yeah. that Italy just working backwards for about 20 meters. Where did they get this scrum coach from? Why does he not already have a job? <laughs> yeah, he's going to be so in demand. That's what I was going to say. This French guy is going to be massively in demand now. Yeah, because presumably all their players are like 5, 10 kilograms lighter than the average. Imagine what he could do with players of. Uh, maybe, average or above? Maybe because we live in this horrible sanitized world that you created, Phil.、Um, yeah. <laughs> the, the mental scrum coaches are, n- are no longer accepted in the professional world. <laughs> and so this relic has gone back to Japan, and look what he's doing. Well, top five in the world might be overstating it, but it's, it's quite an interesting little turnaround. Bearing in mind that props and scrummaging players are like, worth their weight in gold. Yeah.、Um, so presumably some of these players will be coming to. Some of the big leagues, if, the, if they are that good. And that's so, so good as a unit. Yeah. Yeah.、Uh, now, here's another little thing. When we speak of different languages, this is a little teaser for a DVD which is coming out very soon. Racing Club Toulon are going to be releasing a DVD of their 2013 14 top 14 and European winning season,、uh, obviously featuring Johnny Wilkinson in his last season playing rugby. And the little teaser that's been released in the last couple of days. Is of Johnny Wilkinson giving a team talk at half time in the Heineken Cup semi final.、Uh, they were playing against Munster and they were one point up at half time. Check out, well, firstly, Johnny Wilkinson can swear. What? What? I know. <laughs>、uh, secondly, check out with his multicultural, multinational team of Toulon how he flips from French into English and back again and just sounds really inspiring. I didn't know Johnny Wilkinson had this in him.
I hope they do that in English, that DVD, because I quite like to watch that. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going to say something you're not going to like, which is I think that's very good. What? I think it's the music. I would like to hear that without the music. I, I like the <laughs> linguistics. I like the way you use them all together. <laughs> I was thinking that sounds a little bit like Broughton, Broughton Park. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've. Uh, that, yeah, make your hits. Yeah, we know we make our hits. No, make, our, make your hits harder than usual. Okay, yeah, yeah we'll no, do that. It's it's not always the actual content of what's being said. It's the the actions and the intensity and like being able to. You have a look at that. He was holding the attention of those uh, those international superstars: French, Australian, South African, New Zealand, English. Palm I told you you wouldn't like it. Don't tell me it's like <laughs> I've sat. Like I, I would have to say now, I, I liked I liked Broughton Park. I, I you know it's my local <laughs> club. It's where I take my lad to play mini rugby. It was the worst team talks I've yeah, ever yeah. experienced. Awful, yeah. They were the worst <laughs> team talks ever. I used to get told off for not wanting to scream and shout. I'm I'm one of those players that just likes to sit on my own and just be really quiet. I think that comes with age, though. No, I've always been like that. Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. I've always I'm, been like that. I used yeah. to love the scream and shouting, but. Kind of, but no, but I, but that's fine. Uh, each to his own. But I used to get told off. I used to get, oi, Tim, come on, I, get uh, it's like, no. I, I I hate that as well. Yeah, hate but they were they were they were so cliched. If you could write the, the obvious statements that you're going to make, make it yeah. cringe thinking make it about really it. Hard. Yeah, yeah. And then at halftime, it's still nil nil. Yeah, it's nil nil. <laughs> no, we're, we're losing by twenty points. It's not <laughs> still nil nil. <laughs> and also the same one. I never never got that when you're like thirty nil up. It's nil nil. It's nil nil. No, it's all right. I can still play this hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't tell me it's nil nil when it's thirty nil. Up. The worst one by far is when you're propping and someone basically tells you to push harder. Like, yeah, I've got it. I, <laughs> I know that's my job. Go on, Jay. Put your back into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Got it. Get tight. Get low. <laughs> right. Well, I like that anyway. Uh, Cheers, yeah, Jay. For I, uh... I enjoyed. That. I really enjoyed that. You enjoyed the music. <laughs> Music did add a little something. I'll give it that. We're going to get into the upcoming weekend's rugby fixtures, but once again, Phil has got a little trivia teaser for you. I have. Mm. Slightly different style this week. Uh, I have got how many questions? Did I win last week? You did, yeah. Yes. I think it's 2-1 to 2. No, no, so like you, don't, you don't ask who won last <laughs> week when you don't win. <laughs> so the uh, first question yeah. is... I want you to name the players from the British and Irish Lions 2013 who have played the most games and the fewest games <laughs> since the tournament finished. So in the last 18 months, which one player has played the most games and which one player has played the fewest? Okay. Next question. One Member of England's Match Day 23 is not on Twitter. Oh, great. Who is it? Mmm. <laughs> it's a little brain teaser. Mm, wow. That's an interesting one. And the final question I want. Well, I'm not going to tell you how many names I want. When Stephen Donald kicked the, the winning penalty to win the World Cup for New Zealand, mm-hmm. who were the injured tens who weren't there? that meant he was on the field. So the ones that had played, started at 10 in that tournament, who who was it ahead of him? Dunham. Okay, I'm, I'm, wow. I'm, 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 pretty, I'm, I'm a bit more confident about that one. The, the Twitter one, I just need a little bit more time to think that one through. Uh, oh, no. Can I tell you a little something about Twitter that I found out um, from another little rugby job I have? 
I was having a little chat to Mark Cueto and Sam Tuitupu, and I thought, oh, I'll just put a little thing out on Twitter. Oh, I'm, you know, chatting to Mark Cueto and Sam Tuitupu of Cell Sharks. And uh, Sam Tuitupu has a shared Twitter account with his missus. <laughs> oh. I think that's unforgivable, frankly. Well, that's what Didn't... happens when you're playing the same team, team as Andy Powell. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't the Fianga twins have a shared Twitter account a while ago? Really? <laughs> yeah. Which is even weirder. No, maybe. Well, actually, hmm, they're both pretty weird, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> it's odd. I mean, we share ours three ways, so. Well, yeah, that's true, actually. Right, let's get the answers then. Okay. Okay. Right, um... I've got some names. So you want the one player who's played the most? The most appearances, yes. Okay. Who, who, who's your guest, Tim? I'm going to say Paul O'Connell. Oh! Paul, Paul O'Connell for the most appearances. Jonathan? Only because I'm thinking it's Ireland yeah. uh, and Heineken Cup. They went all the way to the Ooh. end. But then last season was when Munster used to rest loads of players. So maybe I've bodged up there. I was going to say someone who's got a lot of knocks. But I think he's played a lot of games. George North. Oh, Ooh. that's a great shout. Playing in the Premiership. I think you've got it. I now think I, you've got it. Now I can tell you, uh, Paul O'Connell has played 31 games. Oh, no. George North has played 42 yes! games. Now, George North has played the most minutes, but... It'll be a prop, then. Richie Gray has played 45 games. Really? Oh, no! Yeah. Oh, the, to- oh, the top 14, actually. Yeah. Campaign, they play everything. And they extract, yeah, they, they extract the most out of their foreign players. Well, technically, you got nothing, then, Jay. Technically, you didn't get it wrong. The Did least... Money to Alangi. Tim? I've gone with... Tommy Bow. Manu Tuolagi, I can tell you, play has played 18 games since then. Oh, that's... Tommy Bow has played 22 games. Really? Someone has only played three games. Alex Corbusiero was my other guess. Oh, wow. Corbusiero has played 14. Oh. There's two, two lower. Two Who? lower, and they both played the same position. Sam Warburton and Sean O'Brien. Oh, Sean O'Brien well done. and Tom Croft. Tom, Tom Croft has played three... Shame it wasn't your answer. Tom Croft has played three <laughs> games in 18 months. Right. Uh, who is not on Twitter? I don't think I'm going to be right on this one, but I'm going to guess just because he's a military man, Samisa Rockandaguni. No, I've seen him on Twitter. I'm sure I have. Mm. I had one guy, but I'm going to change it last minute and say it's Davey Wilson. Davey Wilson is on Twitter. Uh, and Rockandaguni is on Twitter. It's Matt Mullen. Is the only one uh, easily forgettable? Yes, from, from that from that squad. And I've got them written down just so you can clarify. Have you got your three yeah. New Zealand players injured written down? I think it's the three guys that are in the, that are in and around the squad now. I think it's Crude and Carter Slade. It's Carter, Crude, and McAllister. Him I can, t- I I can tell you, one person has got three points. Correct. I it know. is Tim Cocker. No oh, winner. No, I've won. I've got the first two. No, well, you didn't get any points because you got the wrong players. Yes! You've got got the control buttons as well, Tim. Get in! (laughs) Jay's so annoyed. McAllister was uh, 2007. It was the World Cup he played, and then he went to Sale. What a stupid quiz. Oh, not only have you had to eat your humble pie to Scotland, (laughs) but now you've lost again. Tail between your legs. It should have been the the name which is highest or lowest. Uh, Yeah, maybe maybe it should have been. Yes, it absolutely should have been. That's not the rules, so (laughs) based on the laws...
I win. That's all not the lesser of the law, is uh, it? I'm sure. I'm sure. In any case, you probably did better than Jay and I did. But uh, there you go. Uh, let's look ahead to the weekend's rugby that is coming up. Because uh, well, for England, it does not get any easier. Well, it, it gets, does. It gets. It literally does. <laughs> only a tiny bit easier. <laughs> it gets a tiny bit easier. Um, yeah, swapping the best team in the world for the second best team in the yeah. world. So who have they got? Ireland. <laughs> Ireland almost moved up into third in the rankings. Is that right? If JP oh. Peterson hadn't scored his try in the last minute, uh, Ireland would have leapfrogged both England and Australia. How close, how competitive will this World Cup be, by the way? Just judging yeah. on this first round of games. Yeah. Uh, so England have got a few players to watch um, for in terms of fitness. Kyle Eastman's in quarantine with sickness. <laughs> Dave Atwood took a knock and missed training on, on uh, Monday today. Uh, Simisa Rokanaguni was replaced against New Zealand with a hip problem. So could be a fitness doubt. Courtney Laws looks like he's going to be out. Dylan Hartley, again, concussion could yeah. rule him out. They've got concussion hmm. protocol on Thursday morning, haven't they? Yeah. And if they come through that, they'll be they'll be okay to play. But it's not looking good. No, but, but like Stuart Lancaster has ruled out major changes. I mean, it was, it was obvious what they needed to do against New Zealand. It was just that they just didn't manage the game very well and get out of their own half. In the second in, half. In the second half. The conditions dictated what their game plan should have been and they didn't adapt to it. They didn't react to it quickly, quick enough and they just end up kind of playing predictable rugby. Danny Kerr put a few poor box kicks that weren't chased very well straight into the back three's hands which allows them to return the ball nice and easily. I can't Masterful. call this one. I, I genuinely can't. I think England are going to want to bounce back. Of course they are. South Africa have just lost. But again, they're going to be competitive. I just don't know. I think I think England will learn from the mistakes of the second half last week and will play more like their first half, hopefully for 60, 70 minutes, and England will na- narrowly win. Okay, this is how I'm gonna this is how I'm going to call it. Same as the as the summer tour, which was England were competitive and then they got smashed. And I think they might get smashed because they've been competitive and it's taken a lot out lot out, out of them. I think that was their first game together and they'll improve. I think they'll win at home. Mm. Just. Just, yes. Just. I think it'll be ugly. Wales, Fiji. Wales, Fiji. Well, Wales will get the is this victory. A, is this a Friday night one, by any chance? It's not Saturday. They're all on Saturday. Oh, wow. Okay. Apart, apart from Ireland, Georgia. Oh, yes. Oh, Ireland playing Georgia? <laughs> yeah. Oh, good on them. Yeah, good on them. Um, I think that yeah, Wales well, will win. Wales will spank them, yeah. I would have thought. You, They'll win comfortably. The, mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I remember did. losing in a World Cup to Fiji, so let's not write them off too uh, Okay, so Scotland against New Zealand. Go on then, Jay. You can, uh, n- now I think it would be appropriate for you to use <laughs> your prediction for last weekend. 100% win. One's <laughs> <laughs> been twice, Jay. Yeah, no. Uh, this is going to be a complete... No, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to say they're going to get absolutely spanked. I think they will get absolutely spanked. I, I think they'll lose by... 15, 20 points. 20 points will do me will do me fine. Not that I want 20 points, but that will do me fine. I'll settle for 25. But I would, again, like to see Scotland's backs firing and, and using their back three. I'd like to see, if Scotland score a couple of good tries um, and lose by 15 points, I, I think that's probably a positive based on where they were <laughs> yeah. a, a couple of seasons ago. Absolutely. Absolutely. months ago. Absolutely. Yeah. As you say, Ireland George is on Sunday and obviously there'll be very little doubt about I imagine they'll make a few changes for that fixture. Yeah. France-Australia is quite an interesting one. France had a decent win against Fiji and have brought in a load of players that Teddy... Um, Teddy Thomas. Teddy Thomas looks quality Is player. that how you say it? Thomas. Scott Spedding at the back as well. They've got a few imports. Can you say these, these, these names with French accents because I'm assuming they're French lads. Uh, Scott, Scott Spedding. Spedding. Spedding is a South Spedding. African. 
Ah, okay. And Rory Cockett is in. Cockett. They're, they're overhauling <laughs> their squad with foreigners. Um, I'm going to say that Renta squad will lose by 10 points. Which one's Renta squad? France. France. <laughs> en français. Hmm. I'm going to say France win in Paris. I'm going for Australia. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Wise, Phil, wise. Yes. Italy, Argentina. I mean, these two nations have got a long, rich history between, you know, Im- immigrants and emigrating from one country to the other. There's a lot of big Argentinian population and in Italy and vice versa. Scrummaging. Scrummaging. They love scrummaging. I think there's a gentleman's agreement they'll only play with eight players each. And, it- <laughs> and Italy had a good result. It, that is a good result against, against Samoa. Yeah, 24-13. I'm going to go with hmm. Argentina. Australia New Zealand had like a month off after the rugby championship, whereas... The, most of the Argentinian players were immediately back to the England, England and the top 14. Back for, into the meat grinder. Yeah, attritional warlike matches in the, the top 14. Yeah. That must be really tough. So, yeah, Italy. Italy to get a, a good scalp. And what do you think, obviously the big question everyone's talking about is uh, what do you think Johnny May's hair will look like on Saturday? <laughs> do you think he'll go for the sort of little tufty dog ears again? The double tufts, definitely. Double, double tufts, tufts. hopefully, yeah. Some incredible facial expression when he was scoring that try. You know what his vinegar strokes look like now, don't you? <laughs> That's the, the unfortunate thing. <laughs> it, oh, no. God, I just thought, no. If you don't know what that means, don't look it up. <laughs> Please don't. Uh, any other... Oh, yeah. I'm off to uh, the best sports ground in the world tomorrow. Are you? Because the wreck. Exciting. Uh, now, yeah. have, you, have you got a reply from Bryn or anything? I haven't got, got a, a reply from Bryn, but uh, one of the boys from RGC has been picked for the Barbarians. Should we just try calling him anyway? Should we give him a quick go? So, yeah, one of JB's uh, old mates... A lad I went to university with as well. Ah. We, Play- both, we both played uh, second team rugby at university together. Really? Yeah. Oh dear, you, you became a body wreck and he became a barbarian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, that's what it was. Amazing what, what you can do when you're six, six, six foot four and 18 stone. So, yeah, it does help, doesn't it? No. No. Oh well, well, well good luck, Bruno. Yeah. Yeah, best luck, Bryn. I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. I, want, I, want a, I want a full report on the bag of stash that you get being a barbarian this season. He's promised me his barbarian socks. I'm looking forward to them. Nice. Mm-hmm. No, but hold Do on. You, even get bar- you don't get barbarians. <laughs> oh, it was a joke. joke. <laughs> we get it. Oh, Hooray. God. Oh, God. <laughs> hold on a minute. Thank you. Here we go. Very good. <laughs> Speaking of stash... Uh, Oh. Quick couple of mention of a couple of new kits. France's new kit, I New Zealand's love... new kit, Ireland's second kit. I really liked. I love France's kit. Okay, so I don't know what it, what it looks like on. It looks good. Does it? Oh my god, it, it looks, looks good. good. Now mm. I, I have a problem. I have a problem with New Zealand. Really? Whose marketing material describes their new kit as tighter and blacker than ever before. However, for those of you who are more astute, such as me, you'll notice that it's a two-tone black. So you've got two <laughs> different stripes. Now, black by its definition can only be one colour, right? So it's only <laughs> half black. <laughs> so, so there's less white on it is what they mean, but it's half black and half grey. Correct. <laughs> they're, the ha- they're the half blacks. <laughs> I'm sure we can't say that. <laughs> yeah. sure, there's many reasons why we can't say that. You can say it. Yeah, they've gone for a silver fern instead of a white fern. Ooh, seen the French kit? Yeah. Not as nice as the last one. No, oh. but nice, la- but nice all the same. The last one was beautiful. Adidas do do great kits. We are in the golden age of kits. We really are. And um, I actually think this might be nicer. I think I might prefer it. No, you don't. Oh, God, no, you I don't. Love it. I think it's no, incredible. You don't. Yeah, it's delightful. 
Seriously tempted to drop like 80 quid on, a, on one of the pro-fit shirts. <laughs> the, the, the dry fit material does look very nice though. Yeah. I, th- I, think, um, I think Phil is going to take a print out of that screenshot. Where's and, they uh, far now? Take a hike, <gasps> take a hike up a mountain Phil. on horseback, and go and pitch a tent for the night with that picture <laughs> of Wesley Fofana. Phil Fofana stood or, next to Uge in that kit, or I, as as uh, Eddie Butler calls him, Fofana. Fofana. Do you love the way he says Wesley Fofana's name. Fofana. Wesley Fofana. Uh, yeah, Phil's been silly because I think actually the old kit is it is nicer. What Phil's doing here is acting like a man who's uh, married a beautiful, beautiful woman, but he's not bored of her. <laughs> and, uh, like the new woman, uh, the next, uh, yeah, woman the next one comes through, and, and you're absolutely besotted. And that phrase, that, you don't know what you got to the clock. And then what happens is you, you'll have your new woman on your arm, and you'll bump into your ex in, in a hotel lobby <laughs> exactly. and go, "Damn, that kit's nice." <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we could you could combine the two, Phil, and buy the French shirt for your girlfriend. Oh yeah, that would be good. Yeah. Or even buy it, for, buy it so buy it for yeah. you. So it's slightly big, so 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 she can do that can thing I, where you wear a shirt just and it's a bit big for them when they're this get, is, getting up in the morning. This isn't yes. a joke. I bought my other half a, a, a front shirt. We went to watch New Zealand France in the in the semi final, and I wear it for training though. <laughs> How big? <laughs> Uh, it's very small, but it's kind of like kind of stretchy material. So <laughs> actually, when I put it on, it looks like uh, one of those very tight fitting ones. You do like your tight fitting jerseys. Wow, that's well, how are you going to top that Valentine's Day in a couple of months, Jay? What are you going to do? Uh, I've also bought her a pink South Africa kit. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. She's well looked after. She's a lucky lady. Do you make a pr- parade in them at any point? <laughs> no, she's got Chicago Bears top as well. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I, I got Clara Chicago Bears uh, hat. Indeed. When we're out there. So, yeah, a well kitted out lady. Mm, sounds it. I'm actually now looking up uh, women's fit. French rugby shirts because I think that's a great <laughs> idea too. <laughs> you can because you can't enjoy the beauty of it when yeah. you're wearing yeah, if you're it. You're wearing it. All you can do is look in the mirror. <laughs> well, I do, I do spend quite a lot of time doing that, Jay. <laughs> right, uh, enjoy the rugby over the weekend. Oh, we're back to Premiership, aren't we? Yeah, it's not real Premiership though, is it? I mean, it is and it isn't. But we should we should mention the Premiership rugby that's on Friday night. Gloucester Harlequins. Gloucester at home. Gloucester at home. What are they without Danny Kerr? I'm going to change and go Gloucester as I'll well. Go Gloucester. Gloucester. Uh, Northampton Exeter Saints without their England contingent. Oh, news- and Welsh contingent. That'd be a good good news- test. Newsflash: is it, is it a done deal? Manoa to? Uh, it's it's not official. Toulon. Toulon. There's been reports today that uh, Manoa and Nonu are both done deals to Toulon. <laughs> Imagine a centre partnership with Nonu and Bastaro. Yeah. It's direct, isn't it? Not much it? room for many others. <laughs> Not much room on the pitch for anyone else. Wow. Yes, it's pretty direct. That's pretty direct. Uh, I'm going to go... No, so this will be a real good test. Exeter lose a couple of players. Definitely. I might go for an upset there at Exeter. I think I'll join you with Exeter. Mm. Uh, Sale, London Irish. Mm. Lunchtime kickoff on Saturday. Neither team losing many. London Irish are arguably losing their best player in Blair Cowan. And they're uh, losing Jeb Sinclair. And... And Kieran Lowe, I, I would have favoured Sale in a close battle at home, probably. Yeah, I'll go with that. Bath, Newcastle, Bath even without their internationals, but Newcastle have been playing well. Yeah, they lost by one point. Was it on the weekend? They could have made it like five in a row. Outrageous. Yeah, they apparently, from what I read, they threw that game against Cardiff away. Bath at home, even with internationals missing, yeah. should still do have enough. Yeah, uh, Leicester Saracens on Sunday. I think Saracens. Yeah, just that team, I think... that team structure. Oh, Here we go. 
West Western Province, Western, like, yes. and they played an LV Cup game against someone else. They fielded yeah. fielded two, two teams like. with all their internationals missing as well. So I, they're not they don't need to worry about their squad depth. No, nah. they've got enough players because, because they're a hive mind, just like <laughs> the Borg. <laughs> Whereas Leicester probably do still they need were to worry probably about in their, two uh, separate games playing the same patterns. Simultaneously, yeah. <laughs> I think that'll be a close game. I think Saracens to edge it. Yeah, I'll go with that. Although last, yeah, anything could happen in that one. And Wasps, London Welsh, uh, fifty wasps. points. Uh, wasps. And Andy Good fifty points on his own. <laughs> yeah, not going to be good. Get in touch um, on Twitter at Rugby Podcast. Uh, keep leaving your um, what's it called? Your reviews, by the way, on iTunes. And there's one that I thought you boys might enjoy. I, I was looking through some of them. <laughs> This is from Jolly Bobs, who's given it a five-star rating. Thank you very much. Good, thank Appreciate you. That. Thank you. It says, uh, Jolly Bob says, a subscription to this pod is the Bantos Black Card. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Quality. <laughs> um, so that was just one of them. I mean, there's there's lots of nice things. and But be constructive. I'm not just fishing for compliments here, but give us some thoughts if there's something you want on the podcast or if you've got a little teaser trivia question that Phil could maybe ask, we'll give you credit. We'll always give you credit for stuff like that. At Rugby Podcast is where you can find us on Twitter. You can download on iTunes, subscribe there, tell your mates, and we will see you on the next podcast. Top work, JB. Goodbye, Tim. Nice one, Phil. Cheers, Tim. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.